everyone. This is Jesse Tableau here, founder of Praise. We are gamifying digital currency, but the best game in town when it comes to learning about NFTs is Edge of NFT. So keep on listening and you'll be sure to stay ahead. Welcome to the Edge of NFT with your hosts, Jeff Kelly, Ethan Janney, and Josh Krieger, the podcast that brings you the top 1% of NFTs today and what will stand the test of time. We explore the nuts and bolts and the business side, and also the human element of how NFTs are changing the way we interact with the things we love. This podcast is for the dreamers, disruptors, and doers who are pumped about this ecosystem and driving where it goes next. Today's episode features Jesse Tevolo, founder of Praise, a gamified digital currency platform that makes money feel more fun and more human. They partner with celebrities, thought leaders, and top brands to mint limited edition collectible NFTs, which are then tradable on the platform. Jesse is an investor, international speaker, a three-time number one best-selling author, and the founder of two international marketing agencies. Jesse also founded Launch Team, a distributed network of go-to market experts who help remarkable people launch remarkable things. Beyond the praise product itself, Jesse's passion lies in developing an organization that fosters curiosity, growth, and happiness in everyday life. Jesse, welcome. Wow, thank you. That was an incredible introduction. Really appreciate it. I'm happy to be here. And you know, we got to work on getting some theme music for each of our guests also, like, you know, Rocky. Yeah, can I get some or... drums or something, like a symphony <laughs> in the back? That... Yeah, I have the tiger. <laughs> so Jesse, it's great to see you again, man. And it was great to run into you at that not fun NFT party that turned out a little wilder than we all thought it would. Yeah, man, it was good. For people listening who don't know, Josh and I have known each other. We've been running around in the blockchain space all over the globe for a long time. So yeah, it was great to see you back in LA at the party. And I didn't know exactly what you were working on when I heard about this. I was what we're like, we got to get together. So really excited. Yeah, yeah. So for our listeners at home, this is a special sponsored episode of a project that we find very interesting, but this is not financial advice. Certainly consult your local lawyer and jurisdiction and tax accountants, all those good, important people before making any kind of decision with your money. But this is something we thought was cool and we wanted everyone to know about it. So here we are. Yeah. I'd also like to say for my purposes that anything I say is also not financial advice. Thanks. <laughs> Excellent. We're all covered. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff didn't say it. Jeff didn't say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great to have you, Jesse. And actually, I'm really privileged to have also met you in person at that event in Hollywood. So, so that was great. You've been around in the crypto and blockchain world for several years now, as you mentioned, both individually collaborating and running around with folks like Josh and Jeff. I want to know, though, how did you first come across NFTs and were you all in immediately or was this something gradual that you had to get used to? Yeah, good question. I'm going to go back in time, I think, on a lot of these questions because I'm, I'm kind of an old man when it comes to this stuff. So NFT stands for non-fungible token for people who don't know. That's what it means. And essentially what that means is it's a token, right? Like Bitcoin, you probably know Bitcoin if you're listening to this. This podcast is a token or coin. But the difference is if I have a Bitcoin and, and Josh has a Bitcoin and, and I give him a Bitcoin and he gives me a Bitcoin, nothing really happened because it's, it's the same amount of value there. With an NFT, it's different because it's unique. And that's the non-fungible part of the title. Non-fungible means that it's essentially unique or not exchangeable. It's got its own sort of value and it's a one of one, right? So even in, when you hear these NFT 
you know, collections where there's a hundred, each one of those hundred is still unique, right? So that's the value. And that's why you hear collectibles a lot with NFTs. That's why art is so popular right now in the NFT space, because if you think about it, what is art at the core? It's unique. It's a unique piece of content that we call art. And so that's why with the, you know, if you print a million Mona Lisa's and nobody knows who the original is, then that wouldn't be as exciting, you know, to people. But we're able to basically do that with technology, with NFTs. So that's the quick context and background. Now, I had a game company. That was my first company when I was 23 years old. And that was that company did very well. We were making millions of dollars in digital currency with games. And we were launching games on Facebook, uh, on the Facebook platform, and then on mobile. And so we had a virtual world game called Mini Planet. And Mini Planet did millions of dollars. And we were selling, you know, it's like a lot of these games like Second Life, or if you saw Ready Player One, you know, virtual world, people come in, have an avatar. Ours was real cartoony. And we had people spending thousands of dollars on all kinds of digital pieces of art, couch, a trophy, something mm -hmm. for you to put into your virtual home. And mm -hmm. it's been happening for decades. Anyone from the gaming industry will tell you there's billions and billions of dollars. And that's why you see, again, companies like Wax or other, you know, gaming veterans that jumped on this early because they, they understand what it is fundamentally. There's already an economy there. There's been an economy there. We just have new technology called blockchain and a new concept called NFTs to just make it better. And so that is my answer. That was my first... <laughs> time getting into NFTs. It just wasn't called NFTs. So I like to say I've been in blockchain before blockchain. I've been into Bitcoin before Bitcoin. I've been into NFTs before NFTs because it's just new names for the same stuff with a new technology layered into it. And that's what gets me excited about NFTs. So like, when did I get into the, the next phase of it? I would say right at the beginning. And we were already running around. Josh, you and I were doing stuff. We had companies that were coming to us talking about NFTs back in, you know, 2016, 2017. So mm -hmm. It's been here. Yeah. Aviv, I think it's called. I don't know how to pronounce it, but that platform, we were talking to that founder like three or four years ago. Right. He was called Ecomai back then or something. Yeah, exactly, man. No, you know, it's funny. It's rare that we get to speak to somebody that's been thinking about it for so long. I've been fascinated with digital assets and, and ultimately what was, though there was the name for it, NFTs back in, again, 2003, when Second Life first came out and all that stuff, the Linden dollar and seeing everything happen in that virtual world back then, man. Yeah, the Linden crazy. dollar. Think about that. They had a cryptocurrency called the Linden dollar. You just could, it just wasn't cryptocurrency because you couldn't take it outside of the platform. Those were NFTs. They were non-fungible inside the platform. Exactly. That was the foundation. And just for everyone's information, Jesse talked just as fast back then as he does now. So he's been moving at lightning speed for five years. Can you slow it down to half speed now yep, on totally. podcast? I we'll don't do even go to double speed, but... No problem. No problem. <laughs> That's perfect, man. So wait, let's fast forward then though. Let's get to today, like what you're working on, praise. What is praise, man? How does it relate to what we just talked about, NFTs and kind of the world that's just exploded over the last several months? Yeah, perfect transition. So praise is literally the culmination of my entire career. So it starts back then with the game company, which was Digital Currency. That was almost 15 years ago. What happened since then is exited out of that company. That company's still flying high. I just exited out, got some cash, became an author. I wrote three books, learned how to market those books. And then we started marketing everything. So it was like the Amazon model, right? You start with books and then you go to everything. So now we launch all kinds of things with my agency. It's called Launch Team. If you have video, there's a, there's a Launch Team little emblem behind me. And that company has helped over 50 companies go to market. So we understand digital currency, understand gamification. We understand going to market and marketing. 
something that's very important in a space that's emerging that has not yet reached mainstream adoption. You need marketers to come in. And I'm also a product and design guy, right? Design games. So I understand the front end. And then what's the final piece? Understanding blockchain, the technology that can power this. And why is that important in this kind of an equation? And as you guys know, it's core. It's core to changing and having a paradigm shift in total sort of financial strategy of the world, right? So we have all the pieces, right? And this is something that I've been thinking about for over a decade now. And it's the right, finally the right time to do it. So we had a term sheet two years ago for praise. I didn't take it. The market was doing lots of crazy things back then and NFTs really hadn't reached the mainstream and it just didn't feel consumer ready. Now in 2021, it does. We've had a political shift. We've had an economic shift. There's all this stuff that the consumers are ready for it. And so we're targeting millennials first. There's 75 million millennials out there estimated. More coming in, this is in the US because immigrants are coming in, but but they think it's going to max out around 75 million relatively soon within the next year or two. And I don't know if they've already hit this, but they are projected, if, if not, they're projected to have the highest, most spending power of any generation in history. So this is the generation and also those coming that will define our future. And they will have the deepest wallets to do that. And we already see millennials coming into the fray and you could, there's, there's a bunch of stats out there. I don't want to quote it and get it wrong, but there's millennials that are coming in, but they're still, they're still like, I don't know, you know? And so that's our mission. Our mission is to bring this thing to the mainstream, to allow consumers to understand how this thing works and to make it fun. So praise to answer the question is a gamified digital currency, and it is meant to be the token of appreciation. So praise is like, I always say, everybody deserves praise. We all deserve praise just for being alive, just for being here, try to get through life. And I feel that the energy I get from the world right now is that we don't feel like that. People just are fighting. They're just fighting to stay alive instead of feeling like they're being praised for being alive. Like there isn't this like happy tone. There's this negative, risky, scary tone. And I want to end that. So Praise is very much a brand and I could talk about the team and stuff behind it. But if you imagine an app, this is just taking it down to brass tacks. What Praise will be is an app that allows you to use our currency called Praise, and it's going to have all kinds of cool features and gamified features that make it more fun than regular money, right? Like you think of like the US dollar, you think fun? No, you just think it's a transaction. You use it to buy stuff. But with Praise, you're going to feel good about it. And you're going to be giving praise to people and you're going to be getting praise from people. And so there's some mechanisms in there for rewards. It's really important to us. And then the most exciting thing is the NFTs, right? Let's go back to NFTs. So we're going to partner with top brands, celebrities, people with large platforms, large audiences, and people who believe in this technology. And we already have a bunch of partners lined up for this. We're super excited. And they are going to be the front end, right? The, what's fun, right? This is fun, right? And so we're going to create collectible limited edition NFTs or coins that will be visual. We're going to design these with the partners and there will be rare. There will be certain quantities of these and then people can can get them and, and decide what they want to get, you know, whether it's, you know, Beyonce's coin or whether it's, you know, whoever, you know, a company's coin, maybe it's Taco Bell's coin because you just love Taco Bell, you know, and and these coins, they're going to not only look cool and we're planning to have hard copies of these too. So we're going offline, online to offline, you know, so you can carry these coins in your pocket and be, yeah, I got the Beyonce coin, what, you know, and 
but they will also give you access to things. So they're functional. And this is really the innovation that Gary Vee's talking about, that a lot of these people who have been in it a little longer understand it a bit more, and also the business-minded folks, they understand the second layer, the second wave of NFTs is functionality, functional NFTs. It's starting to come out, but a lot of it's just focused on content, an art piece, you know, a piece of digital content. And that'll, that'll be there. You know, that's the baseball cards or the Mona Lisa or whatever. And our coins will be that, those collectible coins. But our coins also do things. They have functionality that we work out with every single partner. Maybe it's backstage pass at Beyonce's concert. Maybe it's free tacos for life. I don't know. It's whatever they want. And so all of a sudden in the app, now you have a currency that's fun and you also have special coins, which make it even more fun and allow you to actually do things. And guess what? You can also trade those coins later and make money off of them. Let's talk a little bit more about that passion that you're bringing to this conversation, your, your motivation and, and your vision here. You mentioned appreciation as being central to the platform. What does currency with the conscious mean to you? Great question. Yeah, this is core to my entire being. So I am, if you, if you look at my past, if you read any of my books, uh, the, my first book's called The Connection Algorithm. It's about how to literally how to make meaningful relationships and why that is arguably a more valuable currency than fiat or crypto. Okay, so that's where I'm coming from. And if you look at the brand, it's called Praise. And James Somerville, the former global VP of design for Coca-Cola, who's one of our core advisors, was instrumental in helping us design the Praise brand. And we designed the Praise brand specifically to outlive us so that when my daughter, who's a year old, is on her deathbed, Praise is still a brand that people know and is still thriving. That's the goal. So I think in centuries, not in decades or years or months or weeks, and that's the reason for this. Currency with a conscience is specifically looking at the next 100, 200 years and where our society and where our, sorry, I'm getting emotional. It's like, where are we going? Like, we're not going in the right direction. So praise is meant to be like, look, like let's make currency valuable, truly valuable to the people. Again, not for capitalistic reasons or whatever else. I'm not entirely familiar with the, the landscape of, of projects like this, but, but I'm sure folks that are listening that have been around the space have heard of some projects that are similar. You know, I remember Good Money was trying to do this. and I don't know where they're at with their business model these days, but but this isn't the only time people have wanted to make use cryptocurrency and NFTs to enlighten consciousness. How do you see praise is similar or different than good money and some other projects that are out there that seem like they're inspired by the same goals as, as you are? Yeah. So first of all, love the good money guys. What's up, Gnar? Like shout out. Like I'm actually was early, early in good money and love the good money guys. And so any everybody should check out their project. And I just want to say like, I'm collaborative and that's the beauty of crypto is that I think it's such a collaborative network if you find the right people who I think are like the lifers in this industry. And so that's part of the beauty of it is that everybody's working toward hopefully this concept of praise, of decentralization, of more independence for humanity and just sort of like a more relationship-based world versus a transactional world. So good money's right in there. How are we different? Everybody asks this question. I love this question and I hate this question because as an entrepreneur for the last 20 years, if any founder out there is gonna nod their head when I say this, you know you're different. What's different is the founder. And then what comes from that is either a good difference or a bad difference in the market that either works or doesn't work. So 
there are no new, new ideas. There are only new executions. And so you look at first principles, you try to tear things down and build them back up. So that's that, right? But I will answer the question, how are we different? I think we're different in that we're going to really focus on UI, UX and gamification like nobody else because I come from a game background. And so people ask me, where does this fit? And we have a cool little, you know, graphic of like where the competitors are and where we sit is sort of right in the middle of like business and pleasure that I don't think anyone's really gotten yet. Is it a game? Is it like Venmo? It's like somewhere in the middle there. And I think that's the beauty is that it's never been done before. You either have games or you have like money and like money's serious and games are fun. And it's like, well, what if we can combine those? What if we can put those right together and all of a sudden everybody can have fun and make money and transact and share and grow all at the same time? So that's kind of the goal is to sit right in the middle there. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I guess there's another difference that you told me about earlier, which was the tokenomics of your token and how it's structured and and how you benefit, right? So I think that's important because people really want to know where the money is going. So maybe you can talk about that a little bit and then people can always learn more about it by going to Start Engine and, and all that good stuff. Yes. I love this question because this gives me a chance to answer sort of like this big problem that we have in the market right now, which is pump and dumps and volatility. And in my opinion, that's what's stopping consumers from coming in. The institutions, the banks, all the big players, they're in. They know they have to be in. They know if they ignore this, it's going to be at their peril. And so that's already there. Next step is consumers and mainstream adoption. And we need some more technology to do that. But we also need just better infrastructure and systems coming out from dApps like ours that are built on these protocols. So how does it work? So we have some really innovative things that are happening. First of all, there, this is, I think, the first time I'm announcing this publicly in a forum like this. It came out from our other partner, but we have partnered with Wise Token. Wise Token is incredibly successful product that launched recently. And essentially what they did is they invited people to invest in WISE through a liquidity pool that they created on Uniswap. So they said, hey, if you like our project, there's this liquidity pool, go ahead and put ETH in here and then you'll get your WISE token. And WISE is backed by Ethereum. So they literally just put it on Ethereum, wrapped it, and then they're building new features on top of that. And they've got staking and bond-like instruments. So, you know, Ethereum's not doing that. So they're doing it. WISE is doing it. And they burned the keys to that liquidity pool. They have, I think, over 300 million in that liquidity pool at the time of this recording. And that's just on Uniswap. So they're going to be going on to Binance. They're going to be on all the different chains building these liquidity pools. What does this mean? It means the investors who put the money in can get their money back out. They have immediate instantaneous liquidity. So it's like there's a bunch of people to break that down into layman's terms. There's a bunch of people who just said, I believe in this. Here's a bunch of money and nobody is touching that money. So anybody who put that money in, they could take it right back out whenever they want. But they're not because they're getting value out of it because Wise is building value and they're getting those features. They're getting returns. And if they leave their money in Wise, they get those. If they take it back out into ETH, they don't. And so we have partnered with Wise to do the exact same thing. We will be doing building our own liquidity pool or wrapped in Wise. So all those features, guess what? They get to come over to praise. So we will have bond-like instruments. We will have high-yield returns. We will have you know, a price floor that starts at the base of Ethereum backed by Wise, and then it will grow from there. If price gets too volatile, they'll be able to move it out into a stable coin. So if you don't like crypto at all, we have price credits. So we're giving out price credits first. Anybody can get those. They cannot be 
refunded or taken out of the game. They're just like the old world of gaming, but you don't have to go through all the crypto stuff. So if you're listening and you're like, I'm kind of into NFTs, I'm kind of into crypto. Let me just, you can just go into praise, get your credits. And four months later, when you have 10,000 credits built up and you're like, okay, I'm ready. You can go do the riffraff, whatever the world's doing, you know, whatever the governments have decided, whatever the tech guys have figured out to go make sure you can get this crypto and, and all that. Then we have got, we've got that option too. So all those things are there for people. That's just like how our token works. Let me now talk about the tokenomics and the sort of the minting mechanisms, which I think is really interesting. So essentially what we're doing is once this thing goes out, we'll have our auction and we'll issue out a billion tokens. A billion tokens will be removed from our treasury. There's 21 billion overall. So there'll be 20 billion left. And that's built directly out of Bitcoin. Bitcoin was 21 million. We went with 21 billion because we want to give out smaller minute sort of micro rewards. So we wanted to have more tokens, but there's a fixed supply. So there will be scarcity and that's really important. And so how do people get these 20 billion other tokens? They get them through a rewards system that we have that essentially just doles out more praise to everybody who has praise for various reasons. And that is our secret sauce is the algorithm of how that works and where those rewards go and it will change. And the reason we have to do that is because I can't foresee it 200 years out. So anybody who goes to tell them, oh, no, no, now, you, now you're, you know, controlling that, you know, the rewards. Well, we can't tell what's going to happen. So we're going to have a reward system that it's like, okay, you get a reward for inviting someone. You get a reward for sending praise. And people who are really active in the system will be the ones standing to get the most rewards. Those rewards are released at regular intervals. And so as the market grows, it gets more and more. The idea is that the market's bigger, the same amount of coins are going out. And so it creates sort of a, an automatic market. So that's, I'll pause there, guys. I don't know if you have more questions or want to dig deeper. Well, thank you for so much of the detail on that and clearly put a lot of thought into it. And there's a um, sociologist, Pierre Bourdieu, who actually explored this idea of capital in all its forms, you know, social capital, cultural capital, physical capital, political capital, all these things, you know, and it, so the concept has been out there for a while. You made reference to the fact that, that people sometimes burn their sort of relationship capital in the name of earning currency, something like this. So I understand the idea of having that flexibility because we're all creating something new. We're trying to make up for things that haven't been accounted for well in the past and having a mechanism where we can adapt and change and hopefully make up for some of the lost value that people have gotten when they've earned something like cultural capital by being an artist, but they have been rewarded right. financially. So moving on to another topic, though, I'm curious, like what's on the immediate horizon for praise? We're hearing about a crowdfunding campaign forthcoming with StartEdge. And what's that going to look like? Yes. So this is super exciting. And this is pre-recorded. But if you're listening to this, the Start Engine should be live right now, right this second. So if you want to check it out, if you like this, if you think Praise sounds cool, you can just go to praisetoken.io. No. I think the guys will mention this at the end of the chat as well. But you can just go to our website and you'll see that we are raising money. And we're raising money with not an institution, not a fund, not a bank, not any of those guys. We're raising with you, the listener. So if you, you have to be in the United States, but if you are listening, you are in the United States, you can go and you can own a piece of praise today. And that's not crypto or, or anything like that. It's shares, equity. 
actual shares in the company, like owning shares of Facebook when they first got started, owning shares of Google when they first got started. So that's regular. That's been around for 30 years or 30, whatever it's been. And so the reason we're doing that is equity is an instrument that everybody understands for the most part. And before, you know, 10 years ago, five years ago, even a year ago, I think most retail investors could not get into these kind of situations. They couldn't get into these deals. It was only the funds that had access to this. But now another advancement, not this isn't in crypto now, just just more stuff happening in the world. Crowdfunding is now a thing where you can actually get investment from regular people. So if you're listening to this, you know, you don't have to be an official investor, accredited investor. You don't have to be any of that. It's if you got a, I think it's going to be a hundred bucks. I believe it's going to be the minimum for people to put in. So you got a hundred bucks, but here's what I'll say. And remember, I'm not giving you financial advice here. I'm not a financial analyst or anything like that. But the cool thing is it's like a hundred bucks. Isn't that much to some people? If a hundred bucks is a lot of money to you and you need that hundred bucks, I'm just telling you as a friend, as a person, I wouldn't put that in. But you could put it, if you have a hundred bucks and this sounds interesting to you and you don't mind where that money goes, then do it. And that the potential here is really exciting because with something like a start engine, they're one of the fastest growing companies in the, in the US, I think right now, I think they were named top hundred and this is just exploding right now. And I, I believe they did, don't quote me on this, but I think it was like, I get their emails. I think it was like 60 or 70 million or something that they did last quarter. They announced, I think it was 66 million. Their average project is doing a million bucks. And so go check out the start engine, get in early on this thing. There's bonuses for people who come in early, depending on, I don't know exactly when this is going to drop, but like if it's within the first two weeks, which I think we're going to hit, there's bonuses for, you should be able to jump on the page right now and see bonuses. It's like if you put in some money in the first 24 hours, you get a bonus shares, you get more on top of it. If you come in in the first two weeks, I think you still get more bonus shares. So that's, there you go. There's the gamification right there, guys, just starting off. It's like, you know, how can we make it fun for people, give people perks? So yeah, that's the start engine. We're super excited. Go check out the page. Thanks, nice, man. But how, well, how are you guys different from other platforms though? Similar goals. No, I'm kidding. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, amazing stuff you're putting together there, but that's, that's awesome. Thank you. So we talked about like what's happening, like right around the corner. We talked about not being able to predict what's going to happen 200 years from now, even though hopefully you'll still be around making waves. Let's talk about five years, man. What's on the roadmap here? Like what should we expect to see here in the next few years? Yes, I like that five-year horizon. You know, I think we'll see, continue to see a proliferation of blockchain generally, and hopefully see the governments, um, including the U.S. government, starting to realize that, you know, it is something that is mainstream and will be mainstream and and that they just need to kind of, you know, just just adapt to it. And I, th I think we'll be much closer five years from now to that because I believe that the consumers will be much more into it. And once that happens, usually the governments realize that they have to just play ball. And the cool thing about blockchain is that nobody can stop it because it's literally just code that's replicated across thousands and thousands of computers. What about specific to praise? Like, what are you thinking for praise five years? Yeah, for praise specifically, I think the NFT market's going to explode. So the idea is that we're going to have a thriving marketplace of NFTs and that the praise brand will have sort of extended out past just NFTs into more sort of typical financial functionalities. And so we have a lot of concepts on the roadmap for, for example, integrating praise with businesses. So let's say my agency launch team prepays uh, $500,000 worth of praise, and then we issue that praise out to our employees as a perk program, right? And so there's all these different kinds of ways to use the currency to go with the brand of praise. 
the token of appreciation. How do you use this currency to create loyalty, to create trust? We want to blanket the internet with pay with praise buttons, raise with praise buttons for fundraising campaigns with social good attached to them. We also want to do AR VR. So imagine you're in the uh, stadium for the Super Bowl and you got your phone and there's praise coins all over the stadium in AR. So you got to take your phone or our special glasses that we've created. I'm getting real futuristic on you guys. Five years out though. And you can see our coins and they're ones up in the sky above you. One's down on the field. One is attached to a guy's jersey and you got to grab it. And if you grab those special coins, you get to go and talk to the players in the locker room after the game. Like that kind of stuff. Like where you've got campaigns that are real and they're relationship driven and they're customized and they're consumer focused and they're fun and they have real value attached to them. You know, if I'm in the stadium and I grab Tom Brady's token and I get it, that's like a miracle moment in my life. You know, like that's what we're trying to create. This is a miracle moment, Jesse, because you mentioned Tom Brady before Josh on this show. <laughs> this is the miracle yes. moment. I went to Michigan. I went to Michigan. So I'm, yeah, I'm on the Brady uh, wagon. I'm down with that. I think the key thing for me in this conversation to close it out is there's going to be hundreds of NFT platforms over the next five years. The amount of new cryptocurrency tokens that have been created this year has been exponential. What I'm hearing from Jesse is it's all about the brand and the DNA of that brand. And in the brands that differentiate themselves are going to stand the test of time and endure. That's why you're doing it clearly. That's why I think you see what you're doing is so different from what everyone else is doing. When you look at other burgeoning industries, like even the CBD industry, the companies that have the solid brands that have made a real go at this versus you know, someone just says, I want to create another CBD company. Those haven't done so well. So that was my takeaway from this conversation personally, and I want to share. I love that. Yeah, man. And the, and the underlying DNA of the company, the core values that are the foundation, right? Like carrying that forward, how important that is. So, um, man, appreciate you sharing that with us. If you're not pumped about praise uh, by now, folks, man, I don't know. I don't know where you've been in the last half hour. This is amazing. Can't wait to see this thing come to life. Thank um, you. In the meantime, though, would love to get to know you a little bit better personally and uh, in some of your stories and whatnot and uh, do a little bit of edge quick hitters. They're pretty much a fun way to get to know you a little better. Ten questions and we're looking for just a short single word or few word response, but feel free to expand if you get the urge. You ready to dive in? I'll do my best. Try All to keep right. it short. Let's do it. Number one, what's the first thing you remember ever purchasing in your life? Okay. I thought about this one because I saw it. I don't know how to keep this short. I can't even describe the thing. It was like magnetic bars and balls that you could like put together to build stuff. And I think I was probably six years old or nice. seven years old. And I had earned like money as a kid through like allowances and stuff. And I saved, I think it was $40 and I bought it and I had buyer's remorse immediately after I bought it. That was the first thing. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I had buyer's remorse with one of my first purchases too. But it's very STEM-focused purchase for a young person, right? Like I wanted yeah. to build. I was the engineering mind a little bit. And then it went into my closet and I never touched it. <laughs> so then question number two, what is the first thing you remember ever selling in your life? I'm just doing whatever pops into my head. And this goes up way more higher in life. So I think it would have been my car. That's another thing that I bought with my own money, $5,000 that I saved up from working at a plant nursery like to do at the cashier and like hauling mulch around and uh, bagging groceries 
and got this car and it was 5,000 bucks and sold it like years, years, years later for barely anything. As it goes, right? <laughs> As it goes. Right on. Hey, question number three, what's the most recent thing you purchased? Oh gosh. Recent thing I purchased was a new car seat for my baby girl. She's 15 months. Oh, wow. Amazing. Perfect. Yeah. One, <laughs> one of those cushy ones with the head cushions and everything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then some crypto, you know, in between there. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Recently. Well, question number four then, what's the most recent thing you sold? Recent thing I sold not doing a lot of selling these days, man. I'm a hodler. Is that an okay option? We get a lot of that. Answer? It's okay. You sold something now. There has to be okay, something. I'm trying to think of what I sold. My wife's in the background. Do we sell anything? What have we sold? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's a good one. She said probably books. I probably sold some of my books without knowing it. Copies of my books. I don't know. Oh, nice. There you go. Ask Amazon. Amazon could tell you. Got it. Maybe. Cool. Right. I'll always be selling. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Number five. What is your most prized possession? The most prized possession, my heart. Nice. Number six, if you could buy anything in the world, digital, physical service and experience that is currently for sale, what would that be? Anything that's currently for sale. And there's no limit to ha how much I can spend. That's right. Okay. There's got to be an island out there that I should buy. <laughs> I'm an ambivert. I like to be social with the right crowd, but I also can get drained by too many people. So if I could buy an island like uh, Richard, Branson? Richard Branson, if I yeah. could buy an island like Branson, I, I might do that. All right. I just met someone a couple of days ago that is doing an island off of Miami. I think about seven or eight miles. That's like a crypto slash green tech island. Yeah, I'd be into that. I would do something like that. He's building it up and maybe you can sort of... Yeah, yeah. Connect us, man. <laughs> get your own uh, area of the island so that you can be around people when you want to. Of course, this exists in our day, day and age. You can actually go to privateislandsonline.com and you can search for your private okay, island if I'm you gonna like. Start, I'm going to start. Lots of options. <laughs> I'm not there yet. I don't think I have not to buy my own island yet. But It's one of Ethan's side hustles, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Trading islands. I got an island for you. Don't worry about it. <laughs> to bring this back to like interesting like blockchain crypto talk, like I really think that that's going to be a lot easier is just like getting properties, not islands, but just sort of fragmenting out lifestyles. You know what I mean? For people. So that's generally where my mind's going with an island. It doesn't have to be an island. Got it. Number seven, if you could pass on one of your personality traits to the next generation, what would it be? Hmm. It would be empathy. Very nice. Number eight, if you could eliminate one of your personality traits from the next generation, what would it be? Impatience. Number nine, what did you do just before joining us on the podcast? Tried to get myself ready to go. I was showering, frantically brushing my hair in case there was video and just trying to get up by 8 a.m. because I have a, a 15 month old baby. <laughs> Congrats. Uh, yes. Truth. Real answers. That's what we like. That's what we like. <laughs> and last one, question 10. What are you going to do next after the podcast is done? I am going to kiss my wife and my baby because I get to work right next to them, which is a blessing and a curse. <laughs> and then I'm going to get back to work and be heads down. It's a, it's a crazy time for us. It's a really exciting time. I'm, I'm in that zone where I've got a hundred things to do. I can only get to five of them. So I have to choose which five I'm going to do. And then there's another hundred that crop up during that time period. So, you know, it's just about keeping two feet on the ground, 
And yeah, I'm just going to go go back to work, man. It's early. You got me at 8 a.m. So I got a full day in front of me. With those kids, you got to take advantage the earlier years, less mobility, the younger they are. The, the older they get, the, the more trouble it's, it's going to be. I got be. nephews and nieces <laughs> and my mom is telling me too. She's like, you better, yeah, you better enjoy it while you can. <laughs> Hey, man, thanks for, thanks for playing with us and uh, with Edge Quick Hitters. Great to learn a little bit more about you and your experiences. But you know, I think we're going to wrap here pretty soon, but we'd really like to let people know where they can go to learn more about you, the projects you're working on, praise, really any place they can get information about what we talked about today. Yeah, I like to keep it pretty simple. Just Google me, Jesse Tevelo, and you find all kinds of stuff. And then with praise, praisetoken.io, and you'll learn everything about praise, and you'll also see the start engine there. Perfect. And I heard we got a giveaway that we're cooking up over here in the background for our listeners. Maybe Jesse, you could uh, give a little insight as to what we got in the works. Yes, absolutely. So me and the guys were talking about this before the show, and we definitely want to do something special for the audience. And so we were brainstorming a bit. And what we came up with is I'm absolutely willing to do a laser session, at least an hour with someone listening to this as a reward. I think the guys are going to set up some kind of raffle or giveaway for that. And, you know, if you have a project, I've been in the space for a long time, would love to kind of consult with you for free on that. Like we would do with our agency launch team. I can dig as deep as you want. You can ask me what you want. I'll attack the places that you want me to attack. And hopefully I can provide value there. And then also we're looking at some other kinds of rewards. We have a concept called praise credits, which I mentioned earlier in this conversation. And we may be able to provide some of those. I got to check back with my team on that. But that's something that could be in the works. And then who knows, maybe we'll come up with some other cool stuff. I, remember, I'm a gaming guy. So maybe it, I might have to go back and uh, and we put our heads together and then come up with something else. But I love giving things away to audiences like this that are clearly interested in the space. And, you know, I always just think, why not? You know, the more value, the better. So hope some people take advantage of that, at least get a, the chance to consult with me. And then if we can come up with some other stuff, I'll let you know. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Very cool, man. Yeah, people are going to be pumped about that. So keep an eye on our socials and uh, you get all the details here real soon. Okay, well, we've reached the outer limit at the edge of NFTs for today. So thanks for exploring with us. We've got space for more adventures on this starship. So invite your friends and recruit some cool strangers that will make this journey all so much better. How? Go to iTunes right now, rate us and say something cool. Then go to edgeofnft.com to dive further down the rabbit hole. Want to help co-create Edge of NFT with us? Got guests you want to see on the episode, questions for hosts or guests, and NFT you'd like us to review. Drop us a line at contact at edgeofnft.com or tweet at us at edgeofnft to get in the mix. Lastly, be sure to tune in next week for more great NFT content. Thanks again for sharing this time with us today.